Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Skyler again with Hip Dad Radio Sports. Welcome back. Welcome back. As I always want to start off by saying, I hope everyone's staying safe out there again during this pandemic that we're going through. Uh, please stay safe. Wear your gloves. Wear your masks where needed. And uh, continue staying safe. Hopefully, we will be out of this soon enough. But we're going to jump right into sports today. And uh, first, we're going to talk about the Colts in NFL news. And. Uh, Big time, big time signing for the Colts. Uh, I guess we'll see because he hasn't done too much in the past. Um, I mean, yeah, he, he. I shouldn't say that. We'll we'll just get into it. Philip Rivers signs a one-year, twenty-five million-dollar contract with the Colts, which is a great deal for that man. Um, you know, he used to play for the San Diego Chargers for a number of years. Uh, they didn't really ever get over the hump. Uh, I think he made it to the playoffs a few times, but never really uh, exceeded expectations. Um, you know, they expected him to get to a Super Bowl before, but it just never really happened. He is a gunslinger. Uh, he's kind of getting into his, I wouldn't say latter years in the NFL, but he's getting up there for sure. Uh, so but this could be a great opportunity for him, especially looking at uh, the big running back pickup they just got um, in Jonathan Taylor. Um, you know, he was the 41st overall pick, and he's now a rookie, obviously, out of Wisconsin. He uh, He's great great running back and they already have another great running back on the squad um by the name of marlon mack so they're looking to definitely use him as a tandem in the backfield uh marlon mack he's been a solid choice for them uh, unfortunately he fell victim to a broken hand last season uh, and that injury lasted for two games or two games that he missed and unfortunately that kind of snowballed into a four-game skid that basically ended their playoff hopes in 2019 um but, you know, I'm sure he'll be coming back stronger this season if we have a season, obviously. And with the addition of Jonathan Taylor, uh, the, I mean, the dimension he adds to the game is huge, you know, and it's going to help Phillip Rivers vastly, <laughs> you know, to, to be able to, you know, extend the field a little bit, throw down the field a lot more with his running abilities. Um, and he's actually, Jonathan Taylor, he's actually uh, garnered or uh, – displayed uh, his, his game to so many people in college that he drew comparisons to uh, the great Herschel Walker. Um, quite honestly, I'm surprised that he was taken as low as he was in the draft, but, you know, some some uh, some teams had their, you know, their, their reasons for not getting him at the time. So, um, but in college, he showed a lot of promise um, within his speed, his vision, his patience, and his strength. Uh, in regards to his speed, I have to bring this up. He ran a 4.3940, and again, that's 4.39 second 40-yard dash, which is incredible. So I, I look definitely look forward to seeing him this season. Uh, it was great watching him in college, and uh, I can't wait. Hopefully, we will get a chance to see him this season. We will have to see, obviously. In other news, uh, the NFL will be looking into the European Soccer League, uh, Germany specifically, as they are going to start up again. Well, their plan date is to start up again on uh, May 16th, so just a few days away. Uh, you know, again, the NFL is going to be watching them closely uh, as as they are trying to see if maybe they can use some of the uh, some of the tactics that the soccer team will be using to come back and make sure that's a safe season and very uh you know safe and you know good for everyone to to be out there 
Um, and while some, some other leagues have opened up, namely the Korean Baseball League, the NFL is using soccer, uh, the European Soccer League is much more of a focal point based on the fact that they're closer contact amongst players, which is obviously more similar to football than baseball. So, you know, they're going to sit down and they're going to watch and observe uh, a couple things like, you know, how the league will be returning and operating in a safe manner, uh, learning from their successes and their mistakes and plan accordingly for the 2020 NFL season. If again, we are uh, lucky enough to have one. Uh, I really hope we are because uh, I'm going to miss out on football. If we don't have it, man. It's going to be tough, especially without fantasy. I was out of fantasy last year, but I'm definitely trying to get back in there. Uh, take down my my team or well my my guys that always want to talk that mess every season so you know i'm ready to get get in there but of course we never want to be safe so uh, i just hope the league can find a way to make it work uh if not completely understandable health of our our players people everyone in the organization is much more important obviously so and uh you know obviously there's still about nine to ten weeks before even training camps would start for uh football but you know, we want, we want to, hopefully we can have the pandemic under control uh, as a nation. And they're just looking to plan for every possible scenario, scenario, excuse me, in case that does happen. Other news around the league, former Tennessee Titans cornerback has caught the eye of the New York Jets. Uh, he is definitely one of the premier players. Uh, well, he, he's been a great player. He's played for, for both the... Uh, 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 excuse me, was the uh, Patriots with Tom Brady, obviously, when he was on defense as a cornerback. Uh, and again, I, I should have actually said his name just so you all know who I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> that was my mistake there. Uh, but yeah, the, the cornerback, his name is uh, Logan Ryan. He is a free agent at the moment, and he currently has the New York Jets interested in him. Um, he had been demanding a $10 million deal from the Tennessee Titans, uh, but they had to inform him that they couldn't afford his services, unfortunately, this season. So, you know, he had to go out there and just kind of play the field a little bit. No pun intended. Uh, the 29-year-old has played with, um, again, the Patriots and the Titans, but he played 50 games for the Titans and then included playoffs, gathering 8.5 sacks, uh, 39 passes defended, and five interceptions. All of those uh, interceptions came, all of which came uh, in the 2019 season. And one of those five picks that he got was the uh, pick six that upset Tom Brady and the Patriots in the wild card game. So I'm sure that felt pretty good to him, you know, to play against some of the guys that he's known for years. Uh, you know, was really close with. Obviously, when you get on that, that gridiron, it doesn't make a difference. You just want to win. So I'm sure he was happy about that. So, yeah. <laughs> Uh, around the league also, uh, Tua Tagovailoa, the new quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. His jersey is currently number one um, in the seller, or is currently selling at number one since the draft. So that's a big time, big time thing for him. You know, he's a young guy, great player, came out of Alabama, you know, roll tide. Um, We'll see what he does in the league. Uh, I'm sure everybody in Miami is happy that he's there. He's a great player. He has been injury prone, but we'll see if hopefully he can, you know, just get over that hump and just become an elite player in the league. I know he works hard uh, from what I've heard from a lot of people, uh, and he's just ready to get into it. He's been studying the playbooks and just ready to get on that field. So we'll see how that works out. In NBA news, 
It's been about more than two months uh, since the 2019-2020 season has been suspended due to COVID-19. And, excuse me, I must say, I'm about as anxious as the basketball players themselves for them to resume the season and get back on the field. Unfortunately, you know, it's, it's not looking great at the moment. Um, but in the interim of the suspension, there have been discussions uh, within the uh, NBA League representatives trying to establish a safe, healthy way to get back onto the hardwood and how the logistics would play out. The key point to recognize is that the players have not been given the proper opportunity to voice their opinions on the matter. Um, and when I say proper opportunity, I mean, you know, with the NBA representatives themselves uh, in direct contact obviously you know they voice their opinions on social medias and uh, instagram twitter things of that nature maybe facebook i don't even know if people really use it like that anymore but yeah so that's one of the things that that's been kind of an issue but actually the this uh, past few days or i should say a couple days ago there was a conference call between the league and a few of the NBA superstars and among those superstars were LeBron James, Giannis Antetokounmpo aka the Greek Freak, Steph Curry aka Chef Curry and the NBA Union President or uh, NBA Players Association President Chris Paul. Uh, Players were in agreement that they'd like to take the court as long as proper safety measures are taken and uh, union officials have been reaching out to players via text, uh, trying to take polls from, you know, obviously the superstar players, but all of the players throughout the entire league to see what their feelings are on the issue, on the, uh, the issue of resuming the season. Send them a little text saying, hey, would you write a, if we can possibly get you guys out there safely, blah, blah, blah. Do you think you'd want to do it? How, how serious are you about wanting to play? You know, that type of thing. Um, but, uh, I, however, I should say, the uh, NBA Players Association, which again includes Chris Paul, uh, and then guys like Kyle Lowry, Russell Westbrook, Jason Tatum, and Dwight Powell, they were trying to say basically that they did not, um, they didn't participate in that factor, and I think that's why they had this interim meeting um, with the league so they could really voice their opinions instead of having like a yes or no. You know, they want to expand and articulate their ideas on what they think can happen um, you know how soon it can happen and you know a plan to make sure and ensure that the safety of the players is taken into account first um, one player who did really voice his opinion quite a bit on Twitter uh, which I, I you know it's kind of hard for me to, to say exactly how I feel about this Jared Dudley, he made his decision, you know, it was quite clear that he posted on Twitter explaining that the safety, of course, was number one for the players, but he was going on to expand and say uh, the domino effect of not having the 20, uh, not resuming this season could have a dire effect on the 2020-2021 season. He indicated uh, that it wasn't about his team specifically because he knows they're not going to make the playoffs this year. But the bigger issue being in regards to the league losing out on TV money, playoff money, and all of those things for the following seasons. I don't really know how I feel about that. I don't think they're going to lose out on too much money. They'll probably be okay. But, you know, I, I guess it's an interesting perspective. Um, yeah, we, you know, we'll, we'll see what, what transpires, obviously. 
but it was a little bit troubling to hear Adam Silver himself come out and announce that he wouldn't be able to guarantee the safety of the players if play resumed in a city where um, there would be a lockdown um, and, and, and obviously quarantine, but assured them that they would do all that they could do. Obviously, a lot of the superstar players were kind of sitting there, you know, they're, they're thinking to themselves, like, you know, that, that doesn't sound great, especially, you know, since there's not a vaccine that may, or there's, there hasn't been a vaccine yet, and there may not be a vaccine to come out for a year or so. Um, and, you know, they have families, they have children, they don't want to take that home to them, regardless of if they have insurance or not. Like, they just don't want to have to deal with their children being sick, themselves being sick, their family members, you know, their spouses and significant others, all of those individuals. Um, so, you know, it's, it's really a tough call. Uh, obviously, you do have certain players that are younger, you know, younger bench players or not so established players in the league. They're kind of on the fence. Obviously, they don't want to derail their future uh, as their finances aren't as protected as some of the bigger name players in the league. So, you know, you have a lot, a lot of variables right now. So I, I hope there can be some kind of revolu- resolution soon enough. Uh, but at this point in time, unfortunately, they haven't come to one. Obviously, we have... Uh, a little bit more time, but uh, nothing, <laughs> nothing, nothing serious yet has come. So, we'll see what happens. But uh, in other news around the league, uh, well, let me first start by saying rest in peace to Kobe Bryant. The Mamba Sports Academy, uh, which was established actually in 2018 as an athletic training business venture with Kobe and Chad Faulkner, who is the Sports Academy CEO, will be retiring the name. Uh, Mamba Sports Academy and just go back to their original name as the Sports Academy uh, and they're doing this because they want to basically put the Mamba name in their own version of a Hall of Fame to commemorate the loss of him and his 13 year old daughter Gianna and they want to do this because they want to allow his name to live out to its own legacy um, that they believe is unrivaled uh, in the basketball world and not only just in the basketball world, but uh, in, in other ventures that he was working on. You know, he was coaching, he was creating stories, books, movies, um, and he, he was doing a lot. He was helping out a lot of the, not only young players, obviously he was coaching his daughter and their team, and he was helping out NBA players get their game right. You know, a lot like Jordan helped him learn a lot of things while he was playing. So, you know, it's it's great. Well, obviously it's sad first and foremost because uh, Kobe – Everybody, man, if you don't know who Kobe is, something's wrong with you. Uh, this is one of the greatest players to ever live. Uh, it still hurts to this day to know that he's gone. But, um, you know, his legacy will definitely live forever. Uh, especially being a 90s baby myself, it's, man, it hurt. It hurt a lot. All he's even talking about, you kind of just like, wow. And, uh, but yeah, you know, his legacy is going to continue to flourish. Uh, you know, I'm sure this is something that his family is very appreciative and uh, respect, respect this, um, this school for doing as well, you know, to, to give him um, even more recognition for who he was, not only on the basketball court, but as a, a person who was trying to teach and uh, get, serve, serve lessons to other people, you know, uh, to give back to, to communities. Um, yeah, he, he was just a special, special player. And I'll just give you a rundown, just a little reminder of some of the things he did in the league, in the NBA. Um, he was a five-time NBA champion with the Lakers for his entire career. He was there. He was the 2007-2008 uh, MVP, most valuable player. 
He was an 18-time All-Star. He wore the numbers 8 and 24, which have both been retired in the Laker Hall of Fame, hanging up in those rafters. And he was named the named to the Na- Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame this past April. So, I mean, he's had incredible accolades throughout his entire career, throughout his entire life. And, uh, you know, rest in peace to Kobe Bryant, Gianna Bryant, uh, all the other individuals that were on that helicopter as well. And a, a big shout-out to the Bryant family, Vanessa Bryant, his other two daughters. Uh, just incredibly sad that he's gone, but he will live out um, – you know, in our hearts and our minds for probably forever. You know, <laughs> he's just that that guy. Incredible legacy. Uh, baseball news: the they're trying, they're still trying to get a proposal that the Major League Baseball owners have um, posed. <laughs> obviously, uh, that outlines kind of the structure of a potential 2020 season. You know, there's still uncertainties abound, and one of the biggest uncertainties is whether the Players Association will accept the owner's proposal or even anything close to it. Um, you know, they haven't specified exactly what they plan to do, but kind of like a brief synopsis, they're trying to open up, reopen spring training in June, beginning of regular season play in early July. I believe I spoke on this last week. Um, owners kind of have, or have proposed splitting the 2020 revenues with the players. Uh, and, you know, some of the players are kind of skeptical about wanting to do this. Um, and one of the former uh, Yankee players, he was, a, he was a big slugger, Mark Texera, or Texera, excuse me. He he says that, well, he believes the players should definitely um, accept the proposal at hand, um, stating, uh, well, he actually said this specifically. Uh, he said, players need to understand that if they turn this deal down and shut the sport down, they're not making a cent. I would rather make pennies on the dollar and give hope to people and play baseball than not make anything and lose an entire year of their career. Uh, it's an interesting perspective. I kind of agree with him, but at the same time, people do want to get paid for playing playing a baseball game. I mean, it's it's a tough sport. You know, it's it's not incredibly you know hard on your body, but it's a tough, long, long sport, and it's hard. I mean, baseball is one of the toughest sports to be a pro at. So, of course, these guys want to be paid. I completely understand that. Uh, I just hope that they can come to some kind of uh, agreement where everyone kind of works out. If they did kind of split the the profits, yeah, that's tough. I, I'm, obviously, I don't have any of those millions, so I can't say. Obviously, I would definitely want my money if, if that was the case. But, you know, some of them have a love for baseball. So, you know, they just they want their entire they, – they want to just get out there. Uh, but the salary is always important. Excuse me, important. They have families, they have uh, individuals they're taking care of, so it's something that they just have to, they have to sit back, think about, and hopefully can come to some kind of agreement there. Um, but uh, really, uh, one of the things that was unstated in um, Texera's words was that um, the owners really aren't obligated to make any better offers than that. Um but some people think, you know, some of the, the ideas coming out of Texera is a little hollow since he's made more than $200 million in salary during his playing career. So, you know, some other people aren't making the same amount, kind of similar to the NBA with the younger guys who aren't really out there making the same kind of money that LeBron's making, obviously. So uh, it's just tough to think about. Um, but I, I really hope they can start it off. I'd love to get to a baseball game. Well, you know what? 
I say I'd like to get to one, but they may not even have fans in the stands, so it may not happen for any of us, but I'd rather even watch it on television than, than not see it at all. Um, but, of course, you have to be safe, so I hope they are. Um, and, yeah, so NHL news, not a whole lot going on. They haven't really said too much about what they're trying to do for the season. Um, they're still trying to, you know, return to play, but, you know, they don't have a big big plan yet or proposal from what I've read so far. Um, and really the biggest thing they're looking at is how is, uh, how, what's the strategy going to be if they do come back? Um, not only just like safety wise, but in terms of how the players are going to get on, on the, uh, on the ice, how the uh, coaching staff is going to establish everything. So there's a lot to think about a lot of, uh, uncertainty, obviously. Um, so it's, it's going to take some time, obviously, but you know, as, as always, I will keep you updated, of course, on, uh, hip dad radio. And, uh, we're going to try and, you know, what, I'm going to see if we can, uh, talk to the guys and kind of, uh, get a, get some kind of way to get messaging out to get your guys' opinions on some of these things. Like, what do you, what do you think? Should these, should baseball players, you know, take that pay cut just to have a season? Or do you think it's in their better interest to accept that or, uh, sit out the rest of the season and, um, wait to be paid for the job that they're doing? You know what I mean? So it's you know definitely something to think about. I'm gonna see if our uh, our big guys up in the up in the production offices can uh, hook us up with a little something there. Uh, keep you guys posted on that, obviously. And uh, also, I wanted to talk about a little NBA action from what I've been seeing on Twitter from ESPN. It's blowing my mind with the I think it was like the top 75 players of all time. Let me double check this. See the top top uh, 75 or top 100, but they were they were blowing me away with some of the some of the numbers here. I mean, they had like Dirk Nowitzki above David Robinson and and uh, Steve Nash above Isaiah Thomas and Jason Kidd. I was just sitting there. I was kind of flabbergasted, if you will, and just couldn't even understand what was happening here. I was talking about this with some of my guys. Yeah, so it was the top the top uh, 74 players. So far, they've only ranked 11 through 74 so they still have the top 10 to do but some of these are just crazy i mean they yeah i can't even understand they put john stockton above Allen iverson i don't agree with that they put and that was what 20 28 and 29 john stockton was a great player Allen iverson was just a beast <laughs> you know what i mean obviously I, I will say john stockton won championships Allen iverson he did it with basically no one but didn't win a championship so it's tough um but yeah, some of these are a little bit suspect. So I'm going to see if I can start getting you guys visuals as well, just so you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, so you can kind of have something tangible. Well, I don't say tangible, something you can look at uh, to understand, you know, why I'm so disheartened by some of these. <laughs> so, I mean, they, they put, I, I just don't understand some of these, man. Like, James Harden's at number 32. He's great. Patrick Ewing, though. Like, I, Walt Frazier. It, it's it's hard to believe, but I, I won't go too much further into it because you all can't really see what I'm talking about. Um, but wow, <laughs> some of these some of these are some, for real. Just me me sitting here saying wow. Damian Lillard is at 73. I I don't understand this this list. 
So I'm going to keep tabs on this and try to find a way for us to all look at this together uh, for next week's show. But uh, I want to say thank you again for listening. As always, I appreciate you guys. Uh, it's great. It's always great to be able to sit here and, you know, talk sports. And hopefully I'm bringing you guys together, you know, in, in a time where everyone needs to come together separately. Obviously, you got to be continuing to social distance for the time being. But, uh, yes, you know, it's uh, it's sports, baby, you know, 730 every Tuesday. And I appreciate you guys for listening. And uh, Hip Dad Radio Sports. Love you guys for having me out here, and uh, I will see you guys next week. I'm Skyler. Thank you.